How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Clint Sterner's Football at Four. That's right, and we got uh, Ron Hughley's out today. Sean Bajani is in. And um, glad to have you, my friend. Glad, glad to have you. Are you sure? Uh. <laughs> Somebody on the text line said, Clint I'm, seems more than just a little bit annoyed with Sean B. Hurry back, Ron. <laughs> I just saw that. I got that three minutes that's ago. That's not true. That's not true. That's not That's not one bit true. <laughs> I would not classify it as annoyance. <laughs> now you, now no, 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 no. Not at all. That's not true. You were crawfishing, then you go right back in. Yeah, no, I'm a little, little, off, little, little off, my, off my game today, man. I, I, you know, just... just you, Struggling through a little man, bit. Man, just get on. Hey, we, we're all human, right. man. We all have bad, we all have, uh, bad right. days every now and then. But uh, every every Friday at 4 o'clock, my man John McClain, uh, he joins us. NFL Hall of Famer John McClain. John, how you doing, man? I'm always doing great. It's pretty obvious to me, even though you guys don't seem to have figured it out, that that text came from Ron from a fake account. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good point. Uh, and Sean- also, I'd like to point out, what a great job Sean Bajani does writing for SportsRadio610.com. Does it does a great job. Does a, a a great job, no question about Thanks, it. Thanks, dude. Uh, now we're gonna put these pom pom down, down pom poms down. We're gonna do a little radio here. <laughs> hey, uh, hey. Well, good because I was about to say something good <laughs> about you, but you don't need it. Yeah, don't 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 do that, man. Don't do. That. I, I get a big head, bigger than it already is. Hey, John. Look, I, I think one of the biggest talking points around here, obviously, has been. Bobby Slowick and Gerard Johnson, for that matter, but keeping this offensive staff together, I, I was one that I, I thought for sure Bobby Slowick uh, was was going to move on and be a head coach and have plenty of opportunities. Uh, that was partly right. He's he's definitely had plenty of interviews, but nobody has has taken the bait uh, to date. And uh, Bobby Slowick didn't get the Atlanta job. Raheem Morris does. Texans dodge a bullet. Uh, but there are still two openings available. What what are you hearing? What are you seeing? What do you think about Bobby Slowick and uh, the Seattle Seahawks or the uh, Washington Commanders potentially being a fit? I wrote a column yesterday that's on SportsRadio610.com that I don't think Bobby Slowick's ready to be a coach and a play caller after one season as a coordinator and a play caller. He needs another season, just as D'Amico Ryans did. People think that uh, Washington is going to hire Ben Johnson. Uh, from Detroit. They can't talk to him till next week in person. And I remember when he interviewed here last year, one of like five or six people the McNair's interviewed before D'Amico, 
And uh, they said Ben Johnson was outstanding. And so after his interviews, he went back, told Dan Campbell, I need another year as a play caller. I need another year as a coordinator. And he's going to get a head coaching job just as Bobby Slowick will. I've not heard Bobby's name mentioned with Seattle. And um, so I expect him to be back. As far as Gerard Johnson, if he went to – and I don't think he's ready either. If he went to Cleveland – he would not call the plays, and he'd be working with Deshaun Watson instead of C.J. Stroud. And if he goes to New Orleans to work with Derek Carr, there's a good chance Dennis Allen's going to be fired after next season. So those guys shouldn't be in a hurry. You know, Bobby will get a job after next season. Gerard could be promoted to be the play caller. Both of those guys have everything you want, it looks like, including Gerard. People say he has head coaching characteristics and so they need to be patient in fact that uh, i'm assuming they'll both be back be great for cj stroud great for the texans and uh, people should be very excited i agree with you john i think you made a lot of people feel a little bit better um regarding your opinion of bobby slowick but you know i i look back you know in years past 2019 sticks out to me you know when guys like matt lafleur freddie kitchen zach taylor all coordinators with a year or less experience got head coaching jobs. And, you know, we've seen it since younger coaches getting jobs. I mean, look, you were there a lot this season. You, you've talked to Bobby Sloak. You've listened to him. You've watched what he's done, obviously, with this offense and CJ Stroud, but you also know how the process works. Did you get a feeling or a sense that Bobby Sloak was kind of going on a lot of these interviews just to kind of go through the process as a fact finding mission, maybe so to speak, from his perspective, just as much as it was maybe for those interested, quote-unquote, organizations in finding more out about him? No, I don't know, Sean. It's good that you get interviews because it helps you be better the next time you get interviews. If I were interviewing Bobby Slowick, I'd say, okay, you did a great job with C.J. Stroud, but what about that running game? You know, their running game was terrible again. They haven't even averaged 100 yards rushing since 2019. They haven't had an 1,100-yard rusher since Arian Foster in 2014, Bill O'Brien's first season. And when they did get 100, they were good, 6-1. and 6-1 and one when he had 30 carries. There was a lot of things that were good when they could run, and that's something that Bobby Sloak has to address because, like, Ben Johnson can say, hey, I got a great running game. I got two 1,000-yard rushers, and I've done a great job with Jared Goff. Bobby Sloak's going to be head coach. He sounds like one. You know, he grew up in a in a head coach, in a coordinator's family. His dad was coordinator for four teams. Bobby started on defense, then went to offense. Not many coaching candidates have done both, and I'm sure he was very impressive, but that's why he needs to come back and enhance his resume. And I think he'll be a much better play caller than last year because he was doing it for the first time. John, you mentioned something there, uh, Not obviously not on the coaching front, but but on the Texan front here is, is fixing that that uh, run game. I mean, I, th- th- this team's got a lot of money invested in offensive linemen already. Um, wh- what are what are your feelings about what you saw this year? How fixable is it? What's the answer? Okay, I got a column on Force Radio 16 Doctor. I'm about having to prove the running game first and foremost. You want to beat those teams on that tough schedule next year? You got to run the ball better. 
All of these Final Four teams all have really good running games. And the Texans haven't been good running the ball since 2019. And Devin Singletary was their leading rusher. His contract's up. He had season-high carries and yards. Damian Pierce started the first seven games. I don't know if they're going to give up on him, keep him, hope that he does a better job. Chris Strasser, who was a really good line coach at Colts, had never coached his own scheme, so he had to learn it too. So they started 11 offensive linemen. And that's not even counting Scott Quisenberry and Kenyon Green, who were starters last year and went down in training camp. So I don't know if it's health. you got to think Strasser will be better working with Slowick on it for a second season. But it, it's amazing they won as many games as they did, not being able to run the ball more productively or more consistently. By the way, I saw a stat today put out by a friend of mine that covers the Cardinals, and it said the Cardinals had only 11 players start 17 games. Cowboys said 28, ripping off all these other teams really good that had 25, 26. You know how many Texans started every game? One, Shaq Mason. Jeez, that's incredible. Yeah. It is, isn't it? I mean, we and knew yet it was they still bad. Win, still win 11 games. Yeah, we knew it was bad, John. I think the Texans, if they didn't finish one, they were at least in the top two or three in terms of most injured players to appear on injury reports this season. I mean, it was it was incredible. I had never one point, seen anything like it. Sean, one point late in the season, they had more players on our than any team in the league. So yeah, yeah. you hope that, okay, you got all your injuries out of the way. Maybe your luck will be a little better next season. That's crazy. John, I'm going to ask you to put your GM hat on right now, okay? I know it's tough, but... Got to take your Hall of Fame hat off first, John. You Now you can keep that Hall of Fame hat on always. <laughs> but you cannot tell me Kaimi Fairbairn, John Weeks, or Cameron Johnston as part of your answer. I need to know from you the top three free agent Texans that they absolutely must bring back for the 2024 season. I think, number one, uh, everything on defense, D'Amico Ryan's defense revolves around the line. He has talked about that. That's why I think the first-round pick is going to be a defensive lineman. So I think if they can keep Jonathan Grenard, they should keep Jonathan Grenard because if they don't, they have to get somebody else to start, not just somebody to be part of a three-man rotation. So I think Grenard is really important. Dalton Schultz, if you let Dalton Schultz go, and you got no tight end. You got to get a legitimate tight end. You might have to pay more. You're going to draft one. So they had one tight end who was a good weapon. Now, Brevin Jordan had his moments, but he was not a consistently productive tight end. And then uh, let me think a minute. Um, I was thinking about Blake Cashman or Devin Singletary. Cashman had his best season. He and Christian Harris turned out to be really good together. So running back or you know, running back fits his scheme or linebacker, I'm going to say Blake Cashman. Now you're the Hall of Famer. I was going to let you, you can go top four if you want to. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think Devin Singletary is 26 years old. He's been in the league for five years. And he, another amazing stint, he didn't fumble one time. 
He didn't even fumble. Not that he didn't lose one. This team lost two fumbles. That is amazing. They lost six overall. Then that's one of the reasons. We all talked to how few interceptions Stroud threw, and they had the fewest turnovers in the league, 14. Only two teams were better plus-minus differential than their plus-10. is because they didn't fumble the football, and it was Beck and Schultz that lost one fumble each. And the fact that Singletary – who's really about 5'5 five, five or 5'6, five, that he touched the ball as much as he did as a runner and receiver, and nobody got the ball out. That just blows me away. John, you, you talked about, the obviously, the guys they need to re-sign. Um, is there, what are your thoughts in terms of who and, and, and where they need to bring in reinforcements, right? I mean, D'Amico Rines is, is on record. Uh, a couple of days ago saying, hey, man, I, we, we've got to be better up front and, and we're going to spend some money in the front. We're going to invest in our front. Um, what does that mean to you and where else do you think the Texans need to to bring in reinforcements if they're going to be able to compete with the teams that are playing this weekend? Another guy I think is very realistic to bring back is Sheldon Rankins because of his age. I was told D'Amico just had to have him because he thought he was ideal for the way D'Amico and Matt Ryan wanted to run their front, and Rankins was really good against the run. He had six sacks. I don't think he's going to get a lot of money, so I think they'll be able to bring him back. Uh, one place, they have to start with the running game. You know, if, if you think Damian Pierce cannot make that adjustment to the zone scheme, then trade him for a mid-round pick. You've got to be able to get two backs, whether you re-sign Singletary or not. Not sure about the line. Some of those guys were drafted and signed before the zone scheme. And you need you got to have safety. You had safeties. Think about that. Jimmy Ward, Murray, Stewart, IR, and three of the four top four safeties were signed off the street. Jalen Petrie was up and down, problems in coverage. you got to improve the safety position because Jimmy Ward, he gets hurt every year because of his physical style of play, and I think he'll be – 32, but that's another position that needs to be addressed. And of course, Stephen Nelson's contract's up. Uh, I don't know if uh, they'll bring him, if he bring him back. He's 30, I think 31, but you can never have enough corners, as you guys know. But I think mo- that defensively, they're going to fortify that line even more and then work backward because that's the way the 49ers do it. And that's what D'Amico knows. John, what what do you like? Do you think there's going to be like game? Because to, to, to me, this team more than anything is there's got to be game changers, man. You, you know what I mean? Like, and and I I know that the night like I've talked we've talked a lot about Saquon Barkley, and I've heard Derrick Henry tossed around, and 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 Swift is coming out of Philly as a free agent. No, and those that's just the running back position. But then you flip over and Matabike in Baltimore's a free agent, and, and Chris Jones up in Kansas City's going to be a free agent. This team, I think, schematically on both sides of the football, they've they've been really, really good. Uh, I think I think guys are overachieving, playing above their ceiling. Um, I think the depth is is has proven on both sides of the ball at multiple positions to be really good. Like at the end of the day, if they're healthy right now, there's got to be game changers, not just well, we're going to use a first round draft pick here. We're going to sign a guy for this. Like, is there? Do you expect Nick and D'Amico to make some of those big, like a, a maybe a couple of big splash 
uh, acquisitions? No, because that hadn't been his style. And like Matabike was developed. Chris Jones, he'll be franchised. Matabike may be franchised. Those great defensive linemen are not getting away. They're too valuable. And uh, maybe that 49ers spent a lot of money last year on defensive tackle Javon uh, uh, Hargrave from uh, Philadelphia. And then all their other linemen are number one picks. So I think Will Anderson Jr. is going to be a game changer. I think Derek Stingley Jr. is going to be a game changer. Nico Collins getting even better. Tank Dell can be a game changer. And I think that they will draft a receiver may in the second or third round. It's such a great draft and deep for wide receivers. Somebody can run like crazy. So you develop them. But if uh, maybe he will. Maybe he'll go out and spend a lot of money on a player from another team. But, you know, he hadn't done it yet. But they've never been in this position. And with this schedule, you got the Ravens, Bills, Dolphins, and Lions here, and the Chiefs and the Packers and the Cowboys on the road. You need all the game changers you're going to get. <laughs> yeah, you, it's going to be fun. You just mentioned it. It's a hell of a schedule, and I, I love to see it. That's what we want, right? Um Look, I got to know this from you, John. Uh, the Pro Football Writers of America uh, did not vote Nick Casario as executive of the year. They chose Lions uh, GM Brad Holmes. Did you feel like, to any degree, that Nick Casario got snubbed in that regard? It's supposed to be for one year. And last year, the Lions turned it around midseason, and they were favored to win the division. Now, Holmes done a terrific job. Their draft was great. It's got them in the NFC Championship game. But the Texans had a great draft. I think because the Texans have been so bad till this season, people weren't really paying attention to what was going on behind the scenes. All the players being signed as free agents, drafted, uh, players signed off the street during the season who contributed to getting to the uh, divisional round. So I think I think D'Amico should win, and I think that uh, Casario should have won. Can't agree more, man. I can't agree more. I appreciate you, dude, uh, for entertaining all the questions, and uh, it was great catching up with you as always. I appreciate you, man. We'll talk to you soon. Guys, thank you very much. Have a great weekend. All right, that's the General John McClain. And, boy, I, there's a lot that I wanted to talk about in regards to Casario getting snubbed. I mean, uh, um, I, I felt like, as he put it early on, um, you know, about getting flowers. I thought he should have got his flowers for executive of the year. Uh, because I, I, it's not a stretch. I think it's just like McLean said, Holmes got credit for, you know, it, almost like a lifetime achievement because that's been like a three year build up there yeah. in Detroit. Casario was not paid attention to at all in previous years, but I thought was, had one of the most significant improvements in a roster in the NFL, uh, all last season. So, Hopefully he gets that uh, next year because he's got another hell of an offseason to put together a roster and construct it there. He's Clint Sterner, Sean Bajani, Tyler Miller producing. I'm in for Ron Hugley, of course. Coming up next, hey, it's a football Friday. It's a championship weekend. We've got to discuss these games, but also the Texans. Are they primed for a potential falloff next season? We'll tell you why that might be the case next. Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the Launch Your Online Shop stage 
to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did-we-just-hit-a-million-orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout, 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Podcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. Sports Radio 610 welcomes you back in for Ron Hughley. I'm Sean Bajani. He's Clint Sterner. T-Mill producing, doing a great job. If you want to be a part of the show, hit us up, 713-572-4610. Tell me how annoying I'm being. Um, Got at least one of those about 30 minutes ago. Appreciate you. Clint admitted to me during the break that I was not, in fact, annoying, but Tyler was, so... Uh, there you go. But well, we might, all knew that already. But he might have misheard. Like, he might have thought that you were me and I was you. Well, Mc- you know? I'm going to be honest with you. McLean had me annoyed last segment. <laughs> Why? When I asked him, like, like this this is what I'm afraid of, man. I shouldn't let McLean do this to me. Booger but, butt. I mean, this, team's, this team is not, I mean, th- look, they were good. They had a hell of a season. Uh-huh. They overachieved. The, the, the schedule was soft. Uh, I mean, look, they're, they're, but I'm not minimizing what they did. There's a lot of good things, man. Uh-huh. Signing, signing a, a bunch of, like signing more middle of the road guys, and expecting other guys to become superstars. Like that's that's risky, man. That is risky, and I hope like hell well, that's not what D'Amico's talking about. When I hear D'Amico Ryan say, "Man, we got to invest in our defensive front," yeah, man, it, it, like. You got to go get guys that are better than what you got. I mean, like there, there's no, and I understand like Will Anderson is coming. I get that, but like Will Anderson, like like letting Jonathan Grenard go and not going and getting like a dominant edge rusher to put with with 
Will Anderson and just hoping that Will keeps coming. That, and, and maybe he does. Yeah. But like to me, that's man that that is not what I hear when I hear when I hear D'Amico Ryan say that. Man, I, I'm thinking, yeah, man, the the big oh. du- the the top five interior defensive linemen that are out there, they are in play for the for the Houston Texans. Yeah, if Jonathan Grenard is not the guy for one reason or another, whether it's injury history or it's he wants too much or he, maybe he doesn't play the run as well as Will Anderson does. They want a bigger bodied, longer longer bodied run run stopper at that defensive end position okay that's fine but it, like it can't this can't be more of run it back we're gonna run him back by committee let's get devin singletary and let's no, just let's run. decide no i know what you said but okay. I, but but but, that, but yes run it back like like sign a couple of guys that are that are more middle of the road guys let's do the running back by committee thing with with a couple of guys that have been through Miami's system mm-hmm. or that's been through uh the 49ers system um that are that are whatever this belief is that Damian Pierce can't do something that that everybody like like the, whatever that is um I, I, yeah man I, I just I'm afraid of and that that specifically is if I, if that happens, I believe the Texans are going to struggle mightily next year. Yeah. I mean, look, they, they might still yet. I mean, because the division's going to be a little bit tougher. You know what I'm saying? And to, to today, we don't know what they're going to bring back, even as far as a couple of important coaches go, right? Um, they're going to have a new D-line coach. We know that for sure. Jock Cesare is out. Yeah. And if they hire from within, who knows? It's going to be a lot of those little things, too. You know, they retained eight, nine yeah. guys from their previous regime. So there's going to be a little bit more turnover. But in large part, what you seem to be, like, discouraged by from what McLean said, it's kind of what they did last year. Yeah, you know, they, exactly. They got, they got exactly. a lot of yeah, middle yeah, of Guess guys, what? But, guess what? With this offense, like, bringing in Robert Woods ain't it. No, it's, like, it, like it's not. Bringing in, and I'm sorry, man. I, like, I like Dalton Schultz. But like Dalton Schultz is a, like the tight end position, the starting tight end position for the Houston Texans is a position where you can upgrade significantly. And it's not all about it's not always about pass catching and receiving ability. Mm-hmm. Like that's a total package. You, you got a block. Dalton Schultz isn't putting his hand in the ground and being part of a dominant run game. Yeah. I don't care if it's from the fullback position or it's from the tight end position or it's from the wing I, I don't care the flank position, whatever the hell you want to call it. I it, like he's not Dude. That's he's not. That's not I mean it, like it, we we've got a there you look at these other teams, bro, and there, there is, there are electric players, mm-hmm. and we talk about it on off on the offensive side of the football, but it's really, I mean, it's it's really on both sides of the ball. But you definitely have to have them on the offensive side of the football. No doubt, no doubt. Like like Brandon Ayuk, he don't work if you don't have Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. Mm-hmm. Like Kittle is not Kittle if you don't have Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. Like you don't, and I like Kittle. He's a really good player. He's great fit in what they do. But like you got, you've got to have a couple of dudes that I know in any given game, even a game that's going as bad as Baltimore's going. If I just get him five touches in this next quarter, mm-hmm. there's a chance he's going to give me an explosive. Yeah, not the quarterback drop back and Nico, you run a post, and I'm going to throw this thing over the top of the safety's head. Not 
Nico, run the dig route, run the eighteen to twenty dig route, and we're going to get a you know a deep safety, and we're going to get a, a I'm going to look the linebacker off, and I'm going to lay it in this hole. Not those. I'm talking about because there's a lot that has to go into those. I know we I know when we watch the Cleveland game and you look at the Nico bomb over the top, like well that was easy. There's a lot the stars had to align for that to happen. Yeah, I'm talking about snap the football, and it is one hundred percent that I'm getting the ball in Debo Samuel's hands or I'm getting the ball in Christian McCaffrey's hands and there's a chance that those dudes are going to make two and three and four guys miss yes. and go get me. You don't, you have, you you don't have, have absolutely not, And Tank's not the answer. No, no, no. You're, you're 100% right. The difference between the teams that are still playing this weekend, all four that are playing on Sunday and the Texans, is they have the ability, they've got the power, the skill, those dudes to where – the other team knows that McCaffrey's getting the ball and there ain't a damn thing they can do about it. Yeah. He's going to make a play. Texans don't have that dude, really. And maybe even defensively what you're saying is, you know what, I need somebody to make a play here. All right, maybe the Texans, you know, next year will have like a Will Anderson or Jonathan Grenard or whoever yeah. else at that end, but they ain't got that linebacker right now at the middle that, uh, you know, Roquan Smith is for the Ravens, you know, or a lot of other teams have that I need a play to be made here. And that dude I know is going to shut it down. He's going to go make it. You're right. But there ain't nothing wrong with bringing key guys back and letting them develop. No, like, that, but that, but that's like, look but, what Nico showed you this year. But we're going back, Sean, we're going back. Now we're going back to, boy, I appreciate y'all working hard. Hell, bringing back the vets that you got in the building that you know exactly who they are. They know who you are. You're supposed to bring them back. Mm-hmm. You've got South, you got cap space. Yeah, you're supposed to show up on time and work hard. Guess what? I mean, you're supposed to bring the guys in the building that are at key situation that you know can play. You're supposed to bring them back. I'm not going to applaud you for bringing them back. Yeah. You got the money. Bring them back. And add the Texans are at a spot where you got to add game changers. Mm-hmm. Like you're you're not at a spot where you just they've got like Sheldon Rankins and Malik Collins and. I mean, you you look at like all, all the guys that, that were at the defensive end position. The, 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 they had they had really good middle of the road guys that are good attitude, that are good leaders. Yeah, that, you know they they've got all that. Mm-hmm. Some of them you're gonna have to. Bring There's back. not one dude in that front <laughs> that's commanding a double team consistently. No, yeah, miss me with the Will Anderson, Jadavion Clowney stuff that everybody wants to talk about. Uh, that that that's not what I'm talking about. I, we, we've seen it around here before. We've seen JJ Watt. Watch Chris Jones this weekend in a game where Baltimore is, is thought to be sig- a significantly better football team. Watch Chris Jones this week. There's going to be time. Now I'm not going to say he's going to dominate the whole game. There's going to be times in that ball game where you're just like, good gosh, did you see Chris Jones on that play? Mm-hmm. And the odds are it's going to be in a – because he likes to play when he wants to play kind of deal. Odds are it's going to be in the fourth quarter. It's going to be late in the second quarter in the first half when 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 Detroit – I mean, uh, 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 Baltimore's trying to run a – Run a, a you know a, a hurry-up offense or a two-minute offense. Like, it's going to be critical moments in a game, and for four quarters, Baltimore's going to have to account for Chris Jones. Yeah, yeah. Like, you don't you, – we don't – like – I don't know, man. I, I just it's I'm scared to death that it's going to be the New England way of doing things of just bringing in. And I only use mm. New England. I, I don't. I look. I don't. I'm not. I don't bring New England into the deal to say this whole Patriots is out. I just because when I say that, most people that that watch football understand what I'm saying. Like it's more about just not spending a bunch of money on one guy, not putting a bunch of responsibility on one guy that's an absolute game changer, and more or less on the whole unit, the unit as a whole. I I just. 
That's going to be frustrating well, for me. I'm, a, I'm so glad you just said that I, because I, I've got the perfect response. And I, I, I think in your heat of passion right now, you know, as fired up as John McClain got you, I think you forgot about one significant piece to tamp that New England kind of uh, philosophy down a little bit. So I'll tell you who I think that is next. Also, we're going to get to the Astros, who turned an otherwise uneventful offseason themselves into Josh Hader this past week. His message to the fans and more. We'll get to that next at Sports Radio 610. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It's that time of year. Cash the ticket. Jim Costa with Mike Valeni. We shift the focus from football to college hoops, getting us ready for the tournament where we're going to break down all the matchups and have an eye on some future plays too. Search Cash the Ticket on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Hughley. All right, alongside Clint Sterner, Sean Bajani, and Ferran Hugel, you were all fired up last segment, man. Y'all about, are annoying uh, the hell out of me today, man. Now, now it's on us. Yeah, it, bring somebody else on. Tyler, Sean, that, John. That 13 minutes of passion was incited by the General John McClain. And you said something the last couple of minutes of that segment that I feel like I, I should be able to make you feel a little bit better about it. And you worried about the Texans doing things still the Patriot way. You know what it boils down to? What? I'm not you. You. That's not what I said. Yeah. That no. Is what no. You I, said. No. I, I just used the Patriots to to um to give an example of of what I was talking about defensively of not signing superstars and 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 not having true difference makers. You can argue they had some corners that were difference makers, but just not spending much money uh, on on one particular player and kind of spreading it out across the board. Um, that it, it like I hope like hell that's not the that's not the plan here. Well, I'll Ultimately. tell you one reason why it's not going to be. His name's D'Amico Ryan's. I think he alone neutralizes whatever fear you have about soft uh, or slow playing this thing, um, especially defensively. Um, look how aggressive the Texans were during the course of this season. And one of the reasons why I asked John McClain the question that I did about, you know, do you really feel like Nick Casario got snubbed here uh, for executive of the year? They give it to Lions GM Brad Holmes instead for, you know, maybe a lifetime achievement, so so to speak, award. You know, the the slow build that's been the Detroit Lions the last three years in neglecting what Casario really did in one one offseason. Um, is D'Amico Ryans, when they needed 
an interior lineman, they went out and got it, Khalil Davis. When they needed an edge rusher, they went out and got it, Derek Barnett. When they needed a safety, they went out and got it, Kareem Jackson, Adrian Amos, DeAndre Houston Carson. Whatever they needed on the defensive side of the ball, cut. And maybe Casario typically would get the credit for that type of stuff, the talent evaluation, to be able to pull the trigger, to go out and get a guy that your coach needs, whatever. But how much credit should we be giving to Miko Ryans for saying, hey, this is what I need. This is what we're going to have to have to be successful. Go out and get this guy. I need this guy. You said it yourself. Or maybe it was John McClain a segment or two ago talking about Sheldon Rankins. That's a guy that he wanted. I absolutely have to have that guy. They went out and made that happen. And so if you're D'Amico Ryan's going to this offseason, you're saying, damn, Nick, if you're not going to go out and pay Jonathan Grenard what he wants, then I'm going to need a freaking stud alongside Will Anderson, and it can't come in the form of fashion of uh, Derek Barnett running his ass back here. That was great when we needed it, but we're going to have to go get young, explosive, talented, game-changer dude. I need that, and I need somebody in the middle. And when D'Amico Ryan says front, like we're going to invest a lot of resources into the front. To me, that says more about not just the dudes putting their hand in the dirt, but he's talking about the front seven. Like he's telling me, I need a freaking every down thumper of a linebacker, a mean mofo in the middle. Like, Cash was cool, but that's my special teams ace. That's my ace in the hole when I need a dude to step up because now we know we can do that. And he's going to be paid commiserate for that type of uh, production. You know what I'm saying? So I, I think D'Amico's going to tamp any fear that anybody has about Nick Casario slow playing this thing, not wanting to overspend for XYZ position, because I feel like we've seen at least a pretty good sample size already in this first year under D'Amico. Yeah, I mean, I, we haven't seen what I'm talking about. Well, I mean, I, you, you're, 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 you ain't wrong. I mean, we I thought Nick made tremendous moves. Bringing back Des King was one. Of they, they, made, they, one. they did a tremendous job of of feeling voids that were created with injuries no question about it we're talking about a whole different animal here sean we're talking about opening the checkbook and going and signing guys not finding reasons not to sign them because they don't fit in or they don't this or they that i'm talking about game changers like you you're not my, my biggest fear i put it to you like this my biggest fear for the houston texans is that they over value what 2023 was mm-hmm. yeah it, I, it was I a agree. great year it was it was a great year cj did great will did great stingley took a step nico took a step all these things are true christian harris is the one i'm more excited about than any of them in terms of what his future looks like um on the defensive side of the football all true all very true not minimizing it but there's several buts. Yeah, that's hard as hell, though. You think about it. What, what your biggest fear is the Texans doing, it's hard as hell not to do sometimes, right? Think about all well, of I mean, the— Well, I mean, you listen to what D'Amico said, though, and, and based on his words, no. Like, like it would be very—we like, were talking about this with Nico yesterday. Like, Larry called in, and, and, and I, like I said, I'm not sold that— that you don't need to, you don't need to do one better than Nico at the receiver position, mm-hmm. and we can get into that conversation later if you want. But but my point is is that's an that's an example on the offensive side of the football, just like the the run defense and and loading up and investing in the front is on the defensive side of the football. This was one of the best run defenses 
in football this year, statistically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? It would be very easy for Nico, I mean, for D'Amico to say, oh, we're good. Look, look at the box score, man. We were good. I know we got gashed in, in this game or that game a couple times. We'll get better. We'll sign a guy. We'll get better. No, it, like it, you don't just because the box score, the stat line looks good. What like are are you are you really in the same ballpark, and are you really going to be able to compete with the powers that be in the NFL? And D'Amico looks on the defense and says they did good. We had a twelve and a half sack guy. We had a rookie come up and get rookie of the year. We had an interior defensive lineman have six and a half sacks. We were great against the run. We had linebackers step up and play big. What's the problem? Mm-hmm. No, because you, you're trying to compete with them big boys. Sure. Same thing on and the offense side. You're going to have to next year. Look at your schedule next year. He's absolutely looking at that. And then saying, okay, can my group from this year do this next season against what we've got to go up against? I think he's what you have to weigh that. But what what I meant when I said you're talking about your biggest fear in, you know, the Texans over evaluating the talent that they had on this year's squad and maybe overvaluing that, whatever. I I think that's a legitimate fear. I think it's harder to not do than what you think it is. Nico Collins wasn't supposed to be this version of Nico Collins this year. People were ready to give up on that guy Mm -hmm. after two injury-riddled seasons to start his NFL career. And then the guy, literally from training camp, with our eyes, you could see the potential of him being a number one receiver. It took some of us a little bit longer to come around to that notion, but eventually we saw like that's a legitimate number one dude, at least here with the Houston Texans. Right. And there's probably other examples that I can't think of off the top of my head right now, but guys that played out of their minds because of the defensive scheme or the offensive scheme. And if you're Tamiko Ryan's Bobby Sloak, Gerard Johnson, whoever at the end of the day is evaluating this on both sides of the ball says, you know what? Like, yeah, we could do better. It's going to cost more. We could go get a dude, but this guy in this system suits what we need, and that's it. That guy can be our stud here. Maybe not in a lot of other places, but here, and that's that's all you really need, right? It's it, it's that case until it's not, until you do go up against well, better I, that, teams and that's my next point. year. And that's my point. I, 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 waiting until it's not. Like, it's obvious. Like, you just got absolutely embarrassed against the Baltimore Ravens. Yeah. Yeah. And like how- I mean what, what do you what what do you need? I mean how many times does that have to happen before you realize like hey man we we need we got to be better in in at X Y and Z position. It should have been eye opening. That that Baltimore Ravens team is the kind of team that you're going to face every year if you have the hope and dream of playing in a divisional round playoff game. That's what it's going to take to be elite in areas on both sides of the ball. And if D'Amico Ryans, and I got to tell you, dude, I, I trust in him more than than I, I ever thought I would this early. But if he says, hey, we've got to significantly improve and we are going to invest a lot of resources into a defense that was already pretty badass this year, if he's saying that at the end of a season, like that tells me, one, that Ravens loss was eye-opening. Two, He's not content. Three, he is looking ahead and sees what yeah. sees what's on the schedule. Well, we're gonna see. So I, I just we're gonna see I, boat boatload of cap space. 
Are, are we gonna are we gonna sign more middle of the road guys and, and re-sign a few dudes and run this thing back, or are we gonna change? We're we gonna find some game changers. We're gonna find some game changers. Okay, I think they're gonna find some game changers. I, I, I and, really and that do. is my point. I hope so because I think the Texans are ready to take that next step, and and I think next year's schedule is gonna is going to demand that they have those kind of players and mm-hmm. take that next step, or we could have some problems. But you know what? They got to improve too. The other team on the other side of that schedule, they got to improve too. Yeah. They got they got a lot to yeah. prove too. Every single year, somebody falls off. We just went down six teams that were in the postseason in twenty two that aren't here in twenty three, twenty four postseason. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's the NFL. That's the beauty of it. He's Clint Sterner, Sean Bajani, and for Ron Hughley, Tyler Milner. We've got the five o'clock fire coming up next. Injury reports are out ahead of Championship Weekend. We'll give you that and more next. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places.